I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, mm-hmm. Michael Citrick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Collision this weekend. And why do you think they've chosen to uh, counter-program Survivor Series? I don't know. It's fair. Very foolish. Very, very <laughs> foolish. Oh, my God. It's going to be, ratings-wise, an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> do I care about TV ratings? Broadly, Yes because they indicate the health of a company, the ability of a company to generate revenue, to exist. One night tends not to matter. Yes, but was it an aberration? Is that the phrase? I'm... It is and it isn't. It's a phrase, and it is and it isn't an aberration, yeah. because WWE are going to run these shows on Saturdays. It's a new pivot. Um, Collision is on Saturdays, so we're looking at, uh, what, usually 12 batterings, mm. like bloodbaths, Per year, um, Collision doesn't really perform all that well in and of itself at the best of times. Um, aye, so maybe it is a worry, but um, in particular, the Survivor Series event, like if you look at the gate, if you look at, did you see the Raw rating? Apparently got like, it was the most viewed regular season NFL football game, i.e. excluding playoffs ah. on television on Monday night. It's the mid-90s or whatever. Considering how many people actually watched telly back then as well. And uh, Raw just held strong. Really? Just held strong with like a really shockingly good number. Um, That would indicate to me that people are really into the Survivor Series build. Like you cannot get a seat in that arena. Outsold Um, WrestleMania 22 or something. Yeah. Um, Red, red, red hot. Like you're you're just going to get like a pixel of a WWE logo at this rate to pass <laughs> for an entrance. Did you see the, uh, me and uh, Hamza talked about this when we recorded the SmackDown preview yesterday. Did you see the SmackDown ticket sales? No. Let me find this for you. It's Is it the same place? Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Let me go on WrestleTix for this. Was it the Allstate? Yeah, that's the one. WrestleTix. I wonder if they've done an update, actually. I should have really looked this up before. Allstate Arena got a dirty uh, put on that. That's your thing in it now. Oh yeah, uh, Ball Stay Arena more. Like. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, 
15,720 tickets sold for SmackDown. It's absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. I uh, so it's going to die a death, but who cares? The graps look good. Yes. Lots of exciting matches in the Continental Classic in the... Uh, I'm a collider for the next month. The Blue League. The Blue League is uh, goaded. Yeah. And I'm a collider for the next month. Yeah, we haven't really had a chance to sort of take a step back and look at the overall thing. We obviously talked about the initial matches on the Dynamite review, um, and we speculated on the preview, of course, uh, regarding the names that could be in there. Happy with the people that are in there now. Who's your picks to go all the way in this one? Um, in the respective leagues, I'm thinking we're looking at a Mox Eddie final. Yeah. And in fact, I have some fantasy booking for Ooh, you. Ooh, go on. Ready for this. Okay. It le- bleeds into next year as well. So I think, and I hope, that we will get Mox versus Eddie Kingston in the final. They will wrestle a match. It's sort of a exhibition sporting final, but obviously, apparently it hasn't been dropped, but there's been a lot of lingering tension between Mox and Kingston this year. So it could be could take the shape of something similar to Brett versus Owen. Mm. Um, not very much the same, but like the idea of, right, okay, ostensibly it's a wrestling match, and at least one man involved wants to wrestle it like a wrestling mm-hmm. match, but the opponent has other ideas. What a goddamn match that was. <laughs> the idea being, right, ostensibly it is a sporting final worked between two uh, people who are close, not as close as they were, Mm. but aren't likely to cheat or anything like that. And I think they should work it where Eddie's kind of got the better of mocks. And again, I think they're hammering the sanctity, no interference, no seconds at ringside, sports presentation, sports presentation. So if mocks cheats to win against Eddie... That would be heartbreaking. And I hope that this final A happens because it's a different dynamic to the 2022 match that they had. They deserve to run it back in a full arena. And if Mox wins at Eddie's expense, like, they've struggled with this Mox turn. Mm. Like, um, in the office yesterday, Michael Hamflet rather uh, uncharitably um, compared... John Moxley in this incarnation of his character to John Cena with blood. And what he meant by that was just someone who wins all the time and it's getting increasingly boring. Mm. Um, and as boring as it is, and it, I am getting a little bit fatigued by this John Moxley character and how unfocused it is. And he's just a bit grumpy. <laughs> it's not like I hate him. Mm. It's not like I resent him or love to hate him or anything like that. Um, it's just punishingly familiar, bit dour, a bit intense. And basically, John Moxley is carrying all of the qualities that the Capital Wrestling Center NXT era had. Mm. Like, if you look at the CWC, and we hated it, <laughs> the, the the general idea was really dour, hard-nosed, technical action with these characters who just will not particularly sympathetic or likable or that detestable either. All shades of grey. Mm. I look at something like Pete Dunne versus Bala, like what was going on there? Who do I like? Um, I feel like the same vibe. Better action, more mm-hmm. people are into it. Yeah. Um, but it's still got that, I don't know, I just kind of, it's slippery. I don't like it. I kind of grab onto it. I kind of invest in it. But if Mox, if this heel turn is ever going to take off, and one could argue that it never has. Mm. Like, no one 
can bring themselves to like truly hate John Moxley. You know, with that entrance, seeing him coming out like that and go boo. Yeah, like it's easy to grow bored of John Moxley, but he's never done anything, or the character's never really done anything. But then again, he kind of has. He's you know, he's uh, shredded Phoenix and took him out of the Wembley Stadium thing. I know it's just it's so hard for someone like Moxley to get heat because I think everyone's just got these wonderful memories of him during like the pandemic era and he's just like a real like by the standards of a wrestler and you can never tell. Maybe he holds some disgusting opinions in real life that I don't I, I that I don't know about. You can never tell is what mm. I'm saying. He just seems like the most stand up guy with the best value system. Yeah. Like he just he's really cool. And I just don't want to acknowledges his own faults as well. Yeah, I just want to boo John Moxley. Out of all of them, he just seems like one of the good ones. Was it? Uh, was it Preston Vance? He just bloodied up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a you know badass thing to do. Whether it's a heel or babies, it doesn't really matter. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I just makes uh. <laughs> the best version of John Moxley just makes you want to just bleed. And um, I suppose that's a way you could because obviously with the weird triple crown element to this, you could sort of take him out a little bit of AEW and and give fans chance to miss him by having him do stuff in New Japan and yeah. Ring of Honor. Potentially, but what I'm driving at is that if this John Moxley character, this incarnation of it, whatever it is, this like sort of tweener, E-fed, I'm hard stuff, <laughs> if he's ever going to genuinely maximize his potential as a heel, like basically you haven't seen the good version of John Moxley as a heel because it would be just as good as he was as a baby face, just as effective. It's completely ineffective for mm. me, and dare I say it, a lot of people. If he's got a hope in hell of really getting the best heel version of himself, it's by screwing Eddie Kingston at World's End. Maybe yeah. cheating to win. Maybe Because like, he's put his belt on belts on the line yeah, as well. Yeah, maybe winning by stoppage, and then he can go full bore with Mox versus Kingston as a blood feud, heel Mox, like babyface Kingston is the key mm. to get Moxley over as a heel. So then you do that, right? Okay, that's your final at World's End. It plays out as this uh, competition. The tone sort of mutates, gets ugly. The finish like shocks and maybe even disgusts people. Then you do Mox versus Kingston, right? Full ball, blood program, Everything that would answer a lot of people's qualms and critiques of AEW this year. If you get like a proper babyface heel alignment, um, Kingston and then Moxley, but he puts his foot on one side of it. Moxley does horrible things to Kingston, beats him up, uh, becomes a full proper heel. They have this absolutely incredible feud that would be just awesome before the bell even rang because mm. they're so good at like embodying. Like hatred and conflict. The matches would be great. And the promo battles would be out of this world. We've seen them do it, and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Do that again, right? Then what happens is at the very end, after they like kill each other and all the rest of it, in a subversion of Revolution 2021, but a good version of it this time, one that need not be rescued, Moxley saves Kingston. Oh, from some kind of heel beatdown, maybe from the Mughal Embassy. Uh huh. Moxley does what Kingston did just over two years ago, and oh, it would be three years at this point, and saves the day and saves Eddie Kingston, cementing his babyface turn mm -hmm. in the process, and then world champion Swerve Strickland versus John Moxley becomes the big program of 2024. And realistically, it's 
could probably belt up Moxley again, or that could be the way to really put over Swerve's heel reign. I always I like that because I was going in a different direction, but kind of ended up in the same place, which is Kingston Mox going into next year. I like that as a as a final and as a, as a Mox winning the thing obviously legitimizes it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and makes sense that Eddie would put his belts on the line and he's not going out in the group stages or whatever. Then that leads to, yeah, a blood feud with those two that Kingston goes over in as the baby face and parlays that into a title shot with new world champion, well, not new at that point, but world champion Samoa Joe. Oh. Defeats Joe for the world title. Swerve takes it off him like the next week and... You the get, next month or, or something. Next month, yeah. yeah. And then Give you, him off him. Yeah. It's just because I've got Andy Murray's booking in my mind yeah, of that I, and I'm literally like... We, we fantasy booked on, on multiple occasions him winning the big one at like Grand, Grand Slam. Slam. And then MJF the next week being like, when he was a heel, I'll, I'll fight you for it. And just immediately taking it away from him. Yeah. Like, we've had your moment now. I don't need that. Well, I like that. Where's, where's Danielson fall then in your in your uh, tournament? My fantasy book. And we'll get on to Danielson on something else before yeah. we preview the few matches that they've got um, advertised for this show. Danielson is in that spot now where... Obviously, it was built around him to a degree. Maybe it was all a red herring where he was the face of the tournament. It might have even been his idea. It was basically Tony Khan saying, right, I don't want him to actually have... I don't want him to do the G1. Because <laughs> I want him all the time as much as I can. So we'll create a G1 for him, and he was the face of it. So maybe it was a red herring. Maybe he will make um, the final. I feel like they've done Danielson mocks a bit. Like they did it twice last year. And it was great once. And then the Grand Slam was like a really, really, really good match. One of the worst they could probably have if they did it 100 times, yeah. if that makes sense. The, um, the last year's Dynamite Grand Slam main event. Um, so I don't know if I need to see it. If it spells the end of the BCC, if this, is, if this Continental Classic is masquerading as like a device to break up the Blackpool Combat Club mm -hmm. once and for all, I feel like that's every single one of my fantasy booking things where I get... Moxley out of this BCC, or if it's not Moxley Kingston and it's Danielson Moxley, then that can um, sort of act as the excuse to get rid of the BCC. It's like it's not working for me. What's no. it done for you there? Yeah, exactly. What's it done? Like everybody else's fantasy booking is better. Like people have said that, you know, what if Garcia and Yuta were both recruited and then they. Um, switch sides between the JAS or whatever, or, you know, the BCC recruit Danielson, uh, uh, they recruit Garcia and Utah, and then they grow a little bit disillusioned with the teachers, um, and then they run back some sort of early 90s All Japan stuff mm -hmm. where Danielson and Moxley are playing the Jumbo Saruta role, who's just not ready to give it up and starts being a complete prick to the new generation <laughs> who eventually overtake him or alternatively you could do a Cobra Kai-esque storyline oh. in which they're split up into different dojos if you like my language. yeah where like sort of maybe it's uh, Mox and Yuta or Danielson and Yuta you know what I mean mm -hmm, they've done mm -hmm. f all <laughs> they've done f all except feud with babyface supergroups or sort of just here and there done things in this loose collective yeah. um, where Danielson was a situational babyface because Starks was more of a heel than he was. And then in the same breath, 
They're feuding with Eddie Kingston via Claudio and writing Phoenix out of Wembley and what a dastardly thing to do. But I'm still nicer than Ricky Starks. It's just been a total and utter mess. Mm. And I need it to not be anymore because it's a big problem I think I have with AEW. The whole point is a good promoter promotes and makes the best use of his talent. And as he's done that with Danielson and Moxley over the past 18 months, absolutely not. To quote a person. And what's you to cut out of it? If you're going to sacrifice, for that's me. the thing. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to sacrifice your top stars and basically position them as a vehicle to get a young guy over, they've failed at that dismally as well. Mm. To quote a close personal friend of ours, what's the deal with Brian Danielson? Um, well, it's funny. Like, right, we are um, recording this UK just before lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could in theory, announce, well, what the last two? It's Danielson and Andrade are the... Yes. Yeah. They could announce Danielson versus Andrade 2, like, overnight. Um, yeah. During this recording, within an hour <laughs> of this being posted, it's just curious that they've expressly advertised Brody King versus Eddie Kingston and Claudio versus Garcia, mm-hmm. which we'll preview imminently, um, and not the only match that they could do and the only other one they could do um, being Andrade versus Danielson, uh, which is weird because this is on a tight schedule. Um, it's one of the risks of doing a tournament like this is that if you miss a week, it's like the Jenga tower, isn't it? Yeah. You take It's like you, you just create this mess if one thing goes awry. There's one or two things happening and maybe it's like, um, I don't know, needlessly, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here. I don't reckless, I guess, to mm. speculate. Um, but it's weird that they haven't announced it, considering that Brian Danielson has apparently recovered from an orbital bone. 95% of me, or 98% of me, thinks that right. What they're doing is they're delaying the announcement of Danielson Andrade until hours before, with the idea being, right, okay, yeah, you know, um... Survivor Series has got war games. It's a huge event. But you're probably going to see the best pure match because Danielson's got Andrade, right? One, just by the by, there's a problem with that, is that they've announced it already as a dream match, what, three or four weeks ago? Yes. It didn't really pass them the, the test of a dream match in the announcement, and the match was really, really, really good, but it wasn't a match, TV match of the air contender. Not, not, so, not a drop everything to watch it again. Yes, yeah, so that was wasteful to begin with. Um but they've got previous AEW in advertising a wrestler for a big match under the impression that, oh, they'll probably get cleared. And then it turns out, no, they're not cleared, so you have to change. Mm. That was Mox versus Phoenix on Title Tuesday. So there's precedent to be cynical about this. Um, so I don't think it's rec- reckless speculation. But as I said, I suspect that they are just waiting until near enough the last minute yeah. to say, all right, okay, well... Yeah, I know Survivor Series is on, but look what we've got. And, and it's opening the show. And that right. recency bias and urgency and all the rest of it, yeah. So maybe there's nothing to be worried about. Let's talk about the other matches yeah. in the Continental Classic, though. Eddie Kingston versus Brody King. Oh, I cannot wait for this. I really cannot wait for this. Um, Eddie Kingston is absolutely phenomenal at embodying struggle, hatred, every good characteristic about pro wrestling. And... Brody King is sensational at looking like he cannot be beat. Mm-hmm. 
put him in the right, put him against the right opponent, Kenny Omega. And <laughs> Brody King is amazing at looking like you cannot even take him off his feet, much less survive him, much less beat him. Um, Eddie Kingston fighting against this monster, this Lovecraftian horror from underneath. Like the best version of this match is like, this has got a ceiling of. <laughs> just bleed this match yeah. if it hits its ceiling could make me go just bleed um, if not they'll work it very smartly um, they've got Kingston he's got such an awesome like way of moving like he's not the most athletic dude but it's such an attribute yeah. for someone who's a brawler a fighter a scrapper someone who just will not give up ever the idea of him potentially taking the gonzo bomb and like Put, just putting his foot on the rope at the last second, like it's gonna get the like the like the, the skin flayed off his chest for your <laughs> chops. Um, he's gonna get a barricade sent on. Like he's gonna get mauled. It's gonna be like a person who will not give up versus Abe, and like <laughs> what a dynamic that is. So um, I ex- I don't know what I would do here. Because I want Kingston to get to the final, but the idea is, in my head anyway, uh, you might have bitten off way more than he can chew. Not only has he said he'd put his belts on the line, and you know if he doesn't make the final, that's it. He's got rid of them. Yeah. If he loses his first match, yeah, we talked a little bit about this on the Dynamite review of like, you don't want to book a losing streak for Eddie Kingston, but you want a shot result to be like, oh, they they have to win every other match now. Yeah. It's it's really yeah all, all on the line yeah. right now. That's the whole point though of doing. Uh, sporting adjacent tournament, isn't it? Is that you don't just have, all right, clean finishes, quote-unquote, good to great matches. Uh, uh, here you go. Stop f***ing whinging. Right? <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, if you are going to flaunt that you are doing a sports-oriented tournament here, why don't you do sports-oriented storytelling beats where, and we've seen this time and time again, where what if, like, a Premier League club, like, always in the hunt for a title or at least a Champions League spot, like, what if they have, like, a kind of a disastrous start of the season or a poor one, and it's like, Christ, the amount of games we have to win mm. to, like, sort of catch up, and then you get that sort of relentless oh my God, are they going to do it? They're not going to frigging do it again, are they? Usually in sports, it's kind of a heel thing where mm. we saw it last year with their Arsenal before um, Mikel Arteta made a tit of himself over and over again. Mm. It was like the de facto baby face against the um, FFP spouting Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Thought, oh, they're going to bloody win. And despite getting Haaland, this City team on clicking as much and Arsenal are like just on top of the league mm. all the time. And then you get, oh my God, that mentality of that city team. It's like the dreaded run from it. It's Shayna Baszler. <laughs> they are just going to accumulate points, 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 points. And the more you do that, yeah. the more that Arsenal are like, well, oh my God, we have to win every game because they're winning every game. And then they lose their might, like they lose it. We could do like the inverted babyface version of that in wrestling where it's like Kingston's like, right, okay, you have to fight harder than you ever have. If you're in the arena, you have to cheer him louder mm. than you ever have yeah. because he's let it slip on the first one against Brody King. Right now, you are oh, right, okay, well, oh, he's lost against Brody King. Now there's a small matter of beating 
Brian Danielson to stay in the hunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can tell these stories, and I hope that they do. Uh, best version of this match rocks. Um, I would spring an upset early, I like and that. I would do it ten, uh, tomorrow night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, in terms of the other match, at least advertised for uh, Saturday night, Daniel Garcia, Claudio, can Garcia get back to winning ways? I hope not, because conversely, you can't do it all the time. Otherwise, you go into Russo territory yes. and you're swerving for the sake of swerving. Um, Claudio needs to be kept strong here because Kingston, I would say, needs to beat him again. Mm-hmm. If my fantasy booking plays out here and... Um, Claudio versus Danielson. I need them both to be, like, in form before they face each other in AEW for the first time. Mm. Otherwise, I want, like, I want real doubt over that outcome. Um, so I want Claudio to go over. It obviously, served, like, very narrowly, Garcia can, you know, he's, he's there to eat pins, but at least it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I want so Claudio like you're to just about, he's not t- He's not turning... But it's like when someone's about to turn heel or face, and you just go, you just beat him, doesn't it? It's a yeah. fresh new character in two weeks. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I Claudio to win. The, the, the we've seen this time and time again. However, the AW it all seems very romantic and sporting, where form matters and all the rest of it. But if you and we've seen it in AW before, uh, specifically with Kenny Omega and his return from injury, where it's like he looks completely broken. He wasn't. He was just hiding it masterfully. But wrestling fans aren't necessarily going to go on the journey, on the losing streak. We saw it with Hangman, yes, but it's not a guaranteed thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe they won't go without Garcia. And my worry here is that because Garcia has lost so often um, that this match might not have any heat. Mm. Um, combine that with the collision arena gates. That's my only concern about being Collider for the next month and how, <laughs> what's it, the Blue League? Blue League, how yeah. How at this Blue League looks. It's like you're going to have that instant feeling that the wrestlers have to overcome of, right, cavernous, echoey, mm. half-full at best arena. People really have to work around it. Like, they really have to work around it. Like, I'm telling you now, 
Like, this is a big problem that AEW is going to encounter um, for the next, like, well, months at this point. I attended Dynamite in Vegas and then Double or Nothing and then All In, right? It was a wild contrast in how hot a building feels and how full it is can sort of set the mood instantly. Yes, yeah. Like, we, and the thing is as well, it's like, it's not, as if the all-in build was great. It was just such a special set of circumstances. We went into Dynamite, and it was like, we got the sense that there was a lot of people who go all the time who weren't necessarily that buzzed to be there. It was just a habit, the thing they yeah, liked. Yeah, yeah. And me and Hamlet was sat there. I'm like, oh, this is good. We're in Vegas, there's rules. <laughs> um, and then we were like, so, a few ROH matches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Dynamite. And then the last ROH match was going towards the finishing sequence. And I was like, there's so many empty seats on that hard, hard camera side. We were worried about the atmosphere, how it would look on TV. There wasn't that much buzz because this product wasn't that hot. Then we got there and it was awesome. These like, you know, stories and moves and characters and entrance themes. It's all great. And we're enjoying it, but it's not like, oh, this, is the, this is the best mm. wrestling show we're ever going to see. All in because of the atmosphere and everything. Like, I've been, um, uh, I've watched great matches that didn't get the reaction that Jeff Jarrett got for pissing about doing the most basic but funny heel stuff on a pre-show. Like, the difference in feeling when a product is hot or the circumstances are special compared to when it's just run-of-the-mill is markedly different. So my only... I'm just going to warn the colliders out there that there might be a natural ceiling on these matches mm. because of the vibe of these arenas at the minute. Got a spot for you. Is it uh, Daniel Garcia doing the dance while in the swing? It is indeed. Yeah. Yes. Get in. Just makes sense, doesn't it? It writes itself, that one. Yeah. Uh, in terms of full gear fallout, I mean, we know who, to, I suppose, technically... Well, then again, <laughs> the youngest been sat on this for ages. I was going to say, we know who's next for Ricky's Dogs and Big Bill. But are they? What is next for, for them? They should be... Cock a hoop with defending their titles in a ladder match on Saturday. It should be cock a hoop. Should sell some injuries. Yeah. Or like at least wear and tear. Bit of, you know, bandage around the ribs, some kinesio tape somewhere. Just the visuals signify that the events from a few days ago, the incredibly brutal events of a few days ago, mattered. Um, well, I don't know what's next for them. What do they do in the meantime? Some nice promo work for me. Yeah. You got Ricky Stark, put a microphone in his hand. Sometimes these things are very basic. Have very, the, very basic indeed. Have the uh, have the sort of, not really reverse, because we all know what's going on here, but have them come out and be like, look, we we had a really tough match on Saturday, but we're still here, tag champs, and uh, defend them right now. I'll defend them right now. Come on, Golden Jets, out you come. Oh, no, you can't, because Chris Jericho's buggered because we attacked him. Yeah. But, yeah, have them be like, hey, we're, we're ready to fight, because obviously uh, well, one would assume this goes down at World's End. Yes. Title match. But yeah, have them constantly say, we're ready right now. So wait for them, if anything. Yeah. But we all know this because they're assholes who jumped Chris Jericho post match. And yeah, maybe you get to that point where they're like, we're he, ready. Is, right he going, now. is he doing Fozzie or something? I would assume yeah. some bollocks like that or whatever. Uh, 
or just tucking into a lovely Omaha steak, I'm sure. Yes. I love the transitions on his podcast. Uh, we, we, you know, we get advertising stuff as well, but it's the way he'll have a guest on, and it's like, oh, I wonder if I can spot the uh, spot the join of the advert, and they'll go like, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> that's, point. That's a great one. Uh, anyway, uh, quick way of steaks. Um, but yeah, maybe have have the have Ricky Stocks and Big Bill constantly saying, Are we ready right now? Let's let's have it out right now. Yeah. And then one week Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho actually show up and they're like, uh no 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 the pipe actually. I don't know. It just I want them to be doing something and I mean they might they'll probably about be up three title defenses because this <laughs> number one contender's position is number one contenders, but only whenever you fancy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they need tidy that one up a little bit. But oh good news about Dante Martin today's news. Uh, I've not read this. Recording this. He's, I don't think that, I've even did the Wordle. I did. I, oh, no, I did yesterday's Wordle. You know why? Because got up this morning and it's like, because I didn't have to watch wrestling for once. It's weird, week. isn't it, on a Friday? It's just like, well, oh, God, I stayed in bed. And by the time I was up, like the kids were sort of, oh, you know, I've told you this story a million times. Kids, it's like the Waltons. Not really. <laughs> Morning time. It's like, ah, oh, it's been early. <laughs> but I'm glad. Yeah. It's so nice that they're well, well, ready to just embrace and love the day. And I, I didn't even really check Twitter that much, let alone play the word, let alone. So what's the Donnie Martin news? I didn't know anything about this. Uh, yeah, the news this morning, uh, Andy Murray reporting that he is, uh, surprisingly, uh, nearing a comeback. Obviously, a horrific injury uh, for him at the uh, Supercard of Honor at the end of March. Um, and I just thought, well, we're not going to see him until 2024 at the earliest. He was apparently backstage at a recent AW taping and called a Fightful Select. No word on an official return date, but you know, after an injury something like that, you just think, I mean, you, there's a concern that they might never come back. It's It was so bad. Obviously, he's a young guy, but even so, um, yeah, I'm hopeful for big things for Top Flight in 2024 because they've been so unlucky with injuries. They have, but conversely... Like, and it's obviously the worst possible way you want to do this. You play the cards you're dealt. Could they be any more sympathetic? Mm. Could they, like, have any more... Like, providing you've got, like, a conscience. Like, you watch Top Flight, and you're just willing them over the line at this yeah. point. You're just desperate to see them succeed. So not only do they have, or should have, all of the organic fan support in the world, but, my God, every single match they work together when they somehow find themselves in the same ring will be laced with such like pretty terrifying drama especially you've got heels in there who can like stamp on their feet oh. and all the rest of it like in the worst most roundabout scenic route in which everything you see out of the window was horrifying they've arrived at a point now where they are sort of like inbuilt to succeed mm. but the most sympathetic sort of appeal and inbuilt drama in their matches. So I it's I hope the best for them. One thing I was gonna ask you actually, obviously this is the week of Thanksgiving. I'm annoyed that we haven't adopted that. You know, we, we've we've got Black Friday, we might as well have Turkey Day. I'm annoyed as well because I think turkey is when cooked well yes. so nice that we I should be able to eat it more than once a year. See it on some people's like I see it on all the Americans that I follow on their feet, and I'm like, you're just having like soup or something. It's like I want, it, I want all that, all that, the that stuff. Toasty for my tea last night. Yeah, like Thursdays, I'm always so exhausted because dynamite mm. in that time zone I straddle, 
my Thursday morning is always like, oh, God, I'm always exhausted. So I was like, toasty. And Nando's last night because uh, we went to the uh, Trinity Square light switch on, which started at four, finished at half six. Uh, I don't know why we went so early. Guess what time the lights got switched on? Half six. Half six, yeah. yeah. Well, pissing about for two and a half hours, so we had to get, went and got some food in the interim. Yeah, Costa at least, or a good bruise? No, just just a just a pitter and uh, uh, call and carbon and some some halloumi. That was pretty. Oh, halloumi's goaded. Yeah. Like I was tempted to be like, we're just sharing. We aren't that hungry. Just share a bit of this. You get halloumi each. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's before before we, we had Eric and before I even Louise was pregnant, so we can't even really justify it like that. There was once where we were like, let's go and do a big shop at Tesco. And we went and got some halloumi for the walk around from the Nando so we could eat as we were going. They were like, like can you make us some halloumi just to like take away? And they were like, what? Well, yeah, just chow down. Yeah. I don't know what happened before I, in my life before I ate halloumi, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird texture. It's beautiful. But it is, oh. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So I was going to ask you, you and I are both incredibly thankful, along with Michael Hamlet and the rest of the What Culture team, uh, to everyone who came to our live show this week. Oh, yeah, what a time. Uh, and everyone who's obviously supported the podcast over the years because that meant that we could do stuff like that and hopefully do more down the road. In terms of AEW, what are you thankful for? Uh, I, suppose, I suppose the existence of AEW first I'm still thankful for it. Maybe I'll lose perspective. I'm always in this weird sort of position where I want to hold them to the highest possible standard, but at the same time, like I'm so glad that they exist and can just give me something like Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. Swerve versus Hangman. That the ethos is still there, even if they're not particularly great at applying it anymore, mm. I guess. Um, I'm grateful that they can still get nagged <laughs> into doing great things at this point. Um, who am I grateful for in particular? Maybe now is uh, a good a time as any to say. I'm still grateful for John Moxley. Mm -hmm. I'm still grateful that Chris Jericho could just do something with a really like obnoxious deadpan line delivery that can still pop me. Because you do take these wrestlers and what they put themselves through for granted. And, you know, I tell them to bump. They do. They love bumping. Seems horrific to us. But they do, they do bump. Maybe every now and then. It's so easy to be cynical and callous to it all, and maybe even indifferent. I'm still grateful that they are, even though they're a bit wayward, maybe you could even say the creative's broken. I'm still just genuinely grateful that they exist, because when it still hits, and it still can hit, there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. Um, one final question, but before we get to that, should we do some bad two-sentence horror stories? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little favourite of ours on a Friday, this. <laughs> hey, every... the, you know. Yeah. Actually, people like the full button, you know. Yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Did it, did it, did it, did it. Guess the second sentence in the two-sentence horror story. Uh, first one for you. Oh, yeah. I heard a knock at the door at 3 a.m. And nobody answered. Is that too easy? <laughs> no. I heard a knock at the door at 3 a.m. 
I'm just going to read this the way they've written this. I'm on airplane. You're it. Ah, that's good because it means there's like some kind of winged, scary creature on the side of the plane. Because I've just been like knocking, like, oh, you've done that toilet yet? Oh, that's not worse than an airport toilet. Imagine like think the Mile High Club's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Beaver away in one of them. Some of them are just preposterous. What's this? I was eating a cheeseburger, and then I realized something was off. The meat had turned rancid. Good. If you'd have got this, I'd have been scared, if anything. I was eating a cheeseburger, and then I noticed something was off. That was when I realized my nuts were floating. (laughs) (laughs) What? All right, I was going to do one more, but this, this one's just gone, gone too long. My American. My garbage can smelled like yogurt. And then I realized it's because I jacked it in there. <laughs> it's getting better than this. My garbage can smelled like yogurt. But I haven't been eating yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else lives in your house, I guess. <laughs> Specifically... So I'm just eating yogurt. So Freddy, is it? Uh, one more? Yeah, I'll go on then. Um. <laughs> Let's go with this one. Barry loved to play in the snow. Where? Barry. Barry, I don't know why they've called him that. It so could just be Benny. Okay. Barry loved to play in the snow. <laughs> um. <laughs> Barry loved... To play in the snow. But when it melted away, so did her friends. Barry loved to play in the snow. But so did the meat worm. <laughs> it's a lot like meat worm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know what these are written like? Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. He was asked to do... Like horror stories. That's what he would come out with. Uh, final question. <laughs> Should AW sign Ronda Rousey? <laughs> we were talking about this in the office here, and I thought it was an intriguing point because obviously I think if I'd have asked you this question, what, four weeks ago, you'd have guffawed and said not a chance, but times have changed. Aye, they have. A few things are true at the same time. So let me unpick everything here. One, AEW has signed too many wrestlers to the extent that I was saying you maybe don't even need a Will Ospreay, Mm. right? Two, that does not apply to the women's division. So yes, Mm -hmm. if someone's willing, ready, talented, a star, a difference maker, as many as possible at this point for me. Not as many as possible, but you know, the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. Three, Ronda Rousey is either a bad person or has said horrific things, or holds horrific beliefs. Um, I don't want to, you know, trivialize or really sort of, I don't know, not acknowledge some of the really, really unpleasant things she said 
but it's uh, in AEW at least there is absolutely no moral test anyone needs to pass to get in there. Um, what Ronda Rousey has said in the past makes me enjoy her work that little bit less mm. than say some like a Moxley, who I'm fairly certain is a pretty stand-up guy. Um, political shock, but a stand-up guy. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you apply those standards in wrestling, you just you, you're screwed. You are screwed. Um, I watched the match that she had alongside Marina Shafir against Athena and Billy Starks. And kicked ass, and she looked like a completely different animal to the one that was all but caged realistically in WWE. You got glimpses of the old Rousey, who was just incredibly enthusiastic, precocious. Like her stuff looked like really great when it was going well and going not particularly well at the same time. Um, but I think this is all redundant because um, she just apparently wanted to do her friend Marina Shafir a favor. Um, and she holds no interest in doing a um, proper run at it. She wants to do certain things before that. She left WWE for a valid reason, um, and it was just one of these weird curiosities that, in a list in four years' time, that hopefully I'm fortunate to write, you can say, 10 AEW moments you totally don't remember. Oh, Jesus Christ, remember when Ronda Rousey was on Ring of Honor of all places? <laughs> and I feel like that's why she wasn't on AEW for a reason, because if she was in AEW, the expectation was, well, it's Tony Khan, so he's obviously going to sign that person. Yeah. He signs everyone. So maybe that had a lot to do with the thinking. Um, If she decided, oh, I want to wrestle, and I want to do it for AEW, if you're ans asking me, should they sign her? Well, I, I know she's, she's said things and has behaved in certain ways. But like it's 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 wrestling. Great special attraction. You have to feel horrible to watch all of it, or you just take the option of watching none of it. And another one. Do you want one more before we wrap? One up? more. I hope no one hears our terrible secret. I said to my friend. I hope no one hears our terrible secret. I said to my friend. Friend said, what secret? I don't know. That's crap, but they're all crap. Yeah. I hope no one hears our terrible secret, I said to my friend. I did, said the big ears man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a four-year-old, right? <laughs> I said, James, do the scary story. You would just do this. Oh, Are these I've, people allowed I've internet to write oh, Next week. I'll write one next week. You have to write one yourself. I will do. Don't know how you're going to make it as insane as that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably just get AI to do it. It'll be... Probably better than this, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Collision this weekend on X at What Culture WWE. Let us know who you want to win the Continental Classic. Uh, you can follow both of us on there. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview is available right now. Uh, and Wrestle Culture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz is coming your way later on today. And me and Sidgwick will be back on Monday to review. AEW Collision. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Cedric. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.